The Last Word with Matt Cooper. What drama we had from Florida in Miami yesterday. Much of it happened after we went off air and we want to play a first a little clip of one of the speeches which was a bit of a shocker that was made when Donald Trump was arrested. Just before we talk to Cal Thomas and Marion McKeown, let's hear the Trump attorney, Alina Habba, address reporters in front of the courthouse at yesterday's arraignment in Miami. What we are witnessing today is the blatant and unapologetic weaponization of the criminal justice system. The Biden appointed special counsel has sought fit to bring 37 federal charges against President Trump, the leading frontrunner, less than a year and a half before an election. Countless other individuals, Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden himself, retained possession of classified documents yet have not been prosecuted. The decision to pursue charges against President Trump while turning a blind eye to others is emblematic of the corruption that we have here. We are at a turning point in our nation's history. The targeting prosecution of a leading political opponent is the type of thing you see in dictatorships like Cuba and Venezuela. It is commonplace there for rival candidates to be prosecuted, persecuted, and put into jail. What is being done to the President Trump should terrify all citizens of this country. Whoa, talk about inflammatory, incendiary stuff. The type of thing that goes on, Cal Thomas, in Cuba or Venezuela, the targeting of political candidates. Do you think that Alina Haba really believed that when she was saying it? Well, first, let me just say, Matt, it's wonderful to have you back. I've missed you terribly. You're the only one I know who holds Marion accountable. So thank you very much. Uh, I think there is uh, I, I think there is some validity, although I wouldn't have put it exactly as she did uh, in what she says about the weaponization of the Justice Department. There are growing numbers of Americans uh, who believe that uh, this is a political hit. Today's Wall Street Journal lead editorial says the indictment is misguided, but Trump made it easier for his enemies as he always does. All he would have had to do was to tell the National Archives to come on down to Mar-a-Lago or to look at my office at Bedminster, New Jersey, take what you think you need to take and leave the rest for me, and there would have been none of this. But once again, he is at the center of everything where he likes to be, and real issues that we need to be debating and talking about from the economy to uh, China, to Iran and the bomb, to the southern border, are not getting debated. So he's not only sucked all the oxygen out of the room, he sucked all of his political rivals out of the room. Yeah, but surely, Cal, his Republican associates, other leading party members, could deprive him of that oxygen. If they were to as one round on him, then surely that would deflate whatever he is doing. 
Well, don't call me Shirley, uh, Matt. Uh, but uh, if you remember that movie, yes. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, yeah, but I don't think that's going to happen right now. Uh, there have been some uh, who have done so. Mike Pompeo, the former Secretary of State, who is not a candidate, is not running, uh, has uh, questioned uh, Trump's behavior. Uh, there have been others, Mike Pence, of course, who uh, his critics say was basically a toady for Trump when he was in office. And now that he's out, he can... Uh, make the case uh, a critical case against him. But uh, I think a lot of Republicans are wary of this because they think it could, could come back to haunt them. Uh, I, I think, uh, you know, the, the whole Biden family with uh, these tapes that have now allegedly surfaced where the head of Burisma uh, claims to have 17 tapes uh, with recordings of conversations with Hunter Biden and with Joe Biden uh Everybody wants to know what's on those tapes if, in fact, they exist. So what we want, I think, what a lot of people want is equanimity in the approach to justice. Uh, I think the lawyer said about, you know, Hillary Clinton and then Bill, who had all these uh, recordings in his sock drawer, and uh, none of them were held accountable for uh, for any of that. So equal justice under the law is the slogan of the Supreme Court, and a lot of Americans don't think it's equal right now. Marion McKeown, U.S. correspondent of the Business Post, equanimity between the boxes of files that we have seen on display in Mar-a-Lago and tapes that may or may not exist? Well, there's no equivalence. I mean, first of all, there there is no legal or indeed political equivalent. This, the problem with how this is all being handled, and it's very, very deliberate, and I saw this outside the court in Miami yesterday when Alina Haba came out to talk to us and Carrie Lake was next to her uh, screeching some nonsense about NRA members, get yourselves ready, etc., is that this has been made entirely political. It's in Donald Trump's interest to make this a political issue because he can't win on the legality because this indictment is watertight. It's absolutely watertight. And, you know, this nonsense in the Wall Street Journal and this nonsense that's being um, spouted everywhere is that, you know, what they're saying basically is the president is above the law. That is what they, I mean, because if, if you extrapolate from what's being said there, it's that you should not um, go after a president, no matter what he's done. Now, no president has done a more egregious or more serious thing than this, which is to, by his own admission yesterday in, in Bedminster, in the most barking mad, for want of a better word, speech I think I've ever heard him give, where he spoke about having classified documents, like presume, like nuclear secrets, things like that, mixed up with his socks and shirts. And then he says, um, oh, you know, I wonder who tipped them out all over the floor in, in my office. You know, I didn't do it. I wonder who it was. Well, that exactly underscores the legal case against him, that these documents, the most sort of sec- the, the top, top secrets that America has to protect its national security, are in an office or in a bathroom where they're being tipped over on the floor and Donald Trump, by his own admission, the president, the only person who was supposed to see them while he was president, goes, well, I don't know who's doing this. Someone else came in and tipped them all over the floor. You know, it's it's absolutely barking, but he has made this, um, he, he sees this as a political issue and it's the only way he can win, really, is if that he persuades his supporters, and there were plenty of them outside the court yesterday, although not nearly as many as he had hoped, but they were a very vocal group, and and they obviously believe that this is all a conspiracy, and even him appealing, even him using the words um, Cuba and Venezuela, I beg your pardon, Alina Haba, um, this is specifically, Miami has a very big Cuban population and a very big Venezuelan population, 
who, and they really don't trust their governments and they really do fear um, you know, political persecution with very good reason. And that was especially designed to, to resonate with them. And it, the whole thing is very, very cynical. And, and as I say, it's not a political issue, it's a legal issue. And that's what they're missing. OK, let's hear a little bit of that speech from Trump in New Jersey at Bedminster after he had left the hearing in Miami. Today we witnessed the most evil and heinous abuse of power in the history of our country. Very sad thing to watch. A corrupt sitting president had his top political opponent arrested on fake and fabricated charges of which he and numerous other presidents would be guilty. Right in the middle of a presidential election in which he is losing very badly. This is called election interference and yet another attempt to rig and steal a presidential election. More importantly, it's a political persecution like something straight out of a fascist or communist nation. This day will go down in infamy and Joe Biden will forever be remembered as not only the most corrupt president in the history of our country, but perhaps even more importantly, the president who, together with a band of his closest thugs, misfits, and Marxists, tried to destroy American democracy. But they will fail, and we will win bigger and better than ever before. Carl Thomas, as a conservative, does this not mm. worry you that you have this deliberate attempt to undermine the fundamentals of democracy in the United States? And that people that you would have ne- hoped, perhaps, would stand up to Trump are not doing so. Yes, it does, Matt. But I would also point out that uh, there are a lot of concerns about how the FBI within the Justice Department uh, uh, have been corrupted. I, I think that you know there are a number of Republicans, uh, not only Trump, but also uh, uh, Mike Pence and uh, Senator Tim Scott of South Carolina, said if they're elected, they're going to clean house and uh, get rid of some of these politically oriented and motivated people within the Justice Department. Uh, Americans or people in any any free society need to trust their institutions. They need to believe that they are not advancing a political agenda, but that they are absolutely living up to what the law requires. Now, we've heard all this stuff from Trump before, and we're going to hear it again. His only hope on this, he has two hopes. Number one, if, uh, if this goes to trial, it only takes one juror not to agree uh, to uh, convict, and that would result in a mistrial, and the government would have to d- decide whether to try him again, which would put us right into the middle of the uh, <clears throat> of next year's election. The other hope he has is to win the presidency and to pardon himself, something that has never been done before and probably will also go to the Supreme Court for a decision. So there's plenty to uh, consider in the next year and a half, and who knows what's going to happen. Mary McKeown, just to finish, Cal quoted the Wall Street Journal. I'm looking at a piece in the Financial Times by Edward Luce under the headline, Trump would burn America before facing justice. And he argues that American voters are likely to face a choice next year between a criminal defendant vowing retribution against his pursuers and another man. It will be a referendum on the rule of law. If Trump was to win, where would that leave America, Marion? 
Well, as he said last night in Bedminster, that it, he, the first thing he would do would be to appoint a special counsel to go after his words, the, Joe Biden and the Biden family. So it would leave America in a state of chaos, of retribution, for the sake of retribution, of the total conflation of legal, legal, the rule of law and politics. And just very quickly to go back to what Cal said, the Department of Justice has never been less politicised, Cal, in the last, oh, oh, I would say, oh, oh. 10 years. Merrick Garland oh. is a scrupulous attorney general oh. to the point that so many Democrats, Cal, I am speaking, thank you, um, to the point that so many Democrats have absolutely criticised Rambi and, and refused to support him because they believe that he hasn't been political enough. He has been scrupulous. Jack Smith was appointed by him, not by Joe Biden, as as um, Trump wrongly keeps saying. And, you know, they have done this by the book. The fact is that, as Chris Christie indeed said the other night, it is Trump who is to blame for this, not the Department of Justice, not the FBI. He is the one who broke the law and he's the one who's trying to conflate it with politics and making all kinds of unbased allegations as a result. Marion McCone, uh, US correspondent with the Business Post. Cal Thomas, thank you both very much for being with us. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.